Welcome to the English Language Leaders. I'm Meeks. And I'm Bradley. And welcome to episode one. So we are both educators for the sake of our podcast. All of our uh, schools are going to be called Tiger Elementary School, Tiger Middle School, and Tiger High School. <laughs> Yay, <pro> Tiger! <laughs> <laughs> to protect our, our, uh, our students. And um, so we are both language arts teachers in Southern California. And let's, let's learn a little bit about ourselves. So Meeks, tell me about your education. My education. So I've been in the game for 20 years. And I started at San Jose State, uh, got a degree in English, and did the credential intern program there. Uh, loved it because I actually came from um, a Parks and Recs background. And my dean looked at me and said, you know, I don't know why you're not a teacher. And I said, I don't know. I never didn't want to be one <laughs> kind of situation. I, that was me too. <laughs> I like fell into teaching. <laughs> yeah, someone else saw it in me. Yeah, same. Oh, and thinking about like my, my world history teacher when I was in high school, he said, Amber, you're either going to be a cop or a teacher. And I looked at him and laughed. I used that opening line in my application for the intern program for teaching. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, I and love and that. I love it. I love it. So, um, yeah, so I did my English there, my single subject credential there, started in the Bay Area, um, did 10 years teaching in Hawaii, loved it because it gave me my uh, project-based learning and team teaching background, so I love collaboration when it comes to education. I don't like being the island, which um, I know we've done when it comes to ELD. Um, so after Hawaii, I went back to the Bay Area, and I fell into ELD there. Um, I took a long-term sub-teaching position, so we'll come back. I think we'll talk more about that later, but um, then during the pandemic, during virtual teaching, I thought, you know what? As we all know, teachers don't make enough money. And when I first started teaching, it was like a master's was an extra $1,000 a year. I thought, it'll take me 20 years to pay that off. Don't need it now. 15 years in, you need a master's. And so during the pandemic, I went back for my master's in um, social emotional learning and English language development. And I love it. So now that we're here in Southern California, I started off in English, but now I'm here with you. Yay! So for anyone who's listening, Amber and I work at the same school. Um, I've been the ELD teacher by myself for the past three years. We're going into our, my fourth year at the high school. And Amber is joining the team. Our program is expanding and we need another ELD teacher. Mm -hmm. And uh, I begged her <laughs> to join and she was... Didn't take that much begging. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, so my education, well, and similar, I, I didn't know what I was going to do when I started college, and my stepmom is a teacher, and we actually, I was, I was teaching ballroom dance classes. I did that for 20 years, and we started an after-school program uh, in her, the district that she worked in with middle school, and so I would come after school and we, I would teach the kids ballroom dance lessons and then we would perform for like the community. And she was the one who's like, oh my gosh, you're such a natural. You have to be a teacher. And I was like, oh God, I don't want to have to teach science and math. And she was like, well, you know that in high school you can you know, get a single subject and just teach one subject. And I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I was like, are you telling me that I could just read books and write essays and that could be my job? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. That's how so, they get us. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, sold. So it, was, it wasn't until then that I was like, okay, yeah, teaching. So I got my 
bachelor's in English and my single subject uh, English credential. And I actually started teaching right when the recession was happening. So the school district that I was at had only were um, recruiting long-term subs because they couldn't afford to hire new teachers. So I would come in as a long-term sub. I would start on the first day of school. I would work. They would make me take a day off uh, right before you got the higher pay for the long-term position, which would start the days <laughs> over again, right? It was a mess. Um, and I was a long-term sub in that district for two and a half years. And then the recession just got so bad and they laid off like 300 teachers. Oh, I remember that. Yes. And then those oh. teachers got the sub jobs and all the subs were fired. Displaced. <laughs> Displaced. We'll call you when we need you. Yeah. So I ended up moving to Washington. Um, a relationship as in took me there and I was like right in the middle of the um, National Pacific National Forest. And I was like, that's it. I'm not going to be a teacher. I'm going to go into forestry, which is so ironic because that was kind of what you thought you were going to do too, right? Yep. Um, so I got a master's in environmental science, and I thought that I was going to be doing dam restoration and oh, wow. salmon, uh, studying like the fish and mercury and uh, ended up out of that relationship. I moved to Thailand with my sister and taught over there for a year. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so dumb. Like, of course I'm supposed to be a teacher. I love teaching. <laughs> That's how it works. That's how it works. And so I moved to this, back to the States. And now I, um, I started teaching at Tiger Middle School for five years. And now I'm at the high school. And uh, during the pandemic, I got my master's. Oh, see, we were just <laughs> in English. So I have two masters, and I'm currently working on my PhD. Which is why I get to be here working with you so much. Yeah, so one of our, um, so one of the goals with our podcast uh, is that we are going to kind of document the process of me working through my research for my dissertation uh, with ELT students. And I get to be support and collaborative and colleague. Exciting. <laughs> yes, I That so. takes me back to those team teaching roots that I miss so much, <laughs> that collaborative. Oh, for sure. And it's it was nice to be the only one in ELD because when I was in leadership or like doing things we're like well you need to talk to your team and decide and I'm like I already talked to my team we're not going to do it you know or whatever <laughs> it was super easy but just collaborating with you for the last few months has been like oh my gosh I could have been such a better teacher if I had you the whole time but see I think you know looking at like our next topic like how did we get into ELD I think most ELD teachers start off as islands Right. And when my district before I came here, um, I took that long term position uh, because the previous ELD teacher had gone on medical leave. And I said, OK. And they looked at me and said, you know, you did great with the kids. Um, we had a CalSOAP program at the school, which is a lot like AVID. Um, and then I taught like the Sadai when Sadai was still a thing, um, Sadai English. Um, and so it was one of those situations where they're like, hey, you, she's not coming back. You are bilingual because I grew up speaking Spanish and English. And they're like, do you want to be our new ELD teacher? I had no idea what I was signing up for 
at all whatsoever. I just thought, oh, my mom was ELD. So ELD was never on your radar. You thought no. you were going to be teaching literature and writing. No, no, not, not necessarily. Um, when I was in Hawaii, it was so much easier for them to get English teachers through like Teach Across America because they had like this crazy influx of military spouses as teachers, Teach Across America as teachers, and then local teachers. And so every few years, they would find themselves with like a 70 to 80 percent turnover rate. See, okay, so that's what I was kind of doing when I was teaching in Thailand. Like, oh, like a, a lot of people show. just would come for like the school year, you mm -hmm. know, because they wanted to travel and see the area and then they would go to the next place. And so they always were hiring new teachers. Yeah, and so that was kind of the situation. And for me though, I grew up, um, you know, we have, I have extended family in Hawaii and so I grew up with the culture too. And I mean, I wasn't planning on coming back. I loved it there. Other things brought me back to the, the, the mainland as we call it. But um, they said, you know, you're bilingual um, and I had a minor in linguistics. And so they said, could you teach Spanish if we let you teach Spanish? And so I got house certifications and um, I got highly qualified to teach Spanish. So I taught Spanish full time for like six years um, in Hawaii. And then when I came back, they're like, hey, you know, uh, we need someone to teach English who understands what it's like to acquire a language. And so teaching kids how to learn Spanish and teaching non-English speaking kids how to learn English, um, I think anybody who teaches ELD, if you've taken, you take another language just so you understand what your kids are going through um, when it comes to acquiring English as a language. And so it wasn't that I didn't see it on my radar. Uh, my mom's first generation, like she grew up Spanish in the home, English was at school and that was it. Uh, my grandmother spoke very little um, English till the day she died, you know. And so it was kind of one of those situations where um, I was at this school and um, I saw my mom and all these kids. And so I was like, how can I not want to do this for them? And so, but it made me the island. I was teaching ELD1, ELD2, ELD3, support class. I was running LPAC and EL monitoring. Basically you. <laughs> <laughs> I was you in my last district. So when I saw you here and I thought, huh. And I saw all those positions fly. Like, do you want to teach ELD? Um, but when I came down here, they were hiring for an English teacher. And I got comfortable back in English. And I thought to myself, like most teachers, I want to get to know my school first. Sure. I want to get yeah. to know the kids in the area because I was new to Southern California. Yeah. And so when the opportunity presented itself, like at meetings, I was like, oh, I really get along with Bradley. I like this. I wish we could work together more. And I think we tried to like line up things here and there in our you know, PLCs, our professional learning communities, for those of you who don't know acronyms for education. Um, but that's kind of how I fell into it. They were just like, hey, we need you to do this. And every year that I came back at that school, they had a new position for me. You know, let's let's help you. Can you run, you know, the ELAC meetings with the parents? Can you run the LPAC testing? So every year they had a new training or a new branch of ELD for me to do, which I think you've been doing for us. Yeah, yeah, I have. And I, I would say too, when, when I started working at the high school, obviously over COVID, so the first year and a half I was doing the job but nobody knew who I was right because we were all home. I saw you on zoom meetings right <laughs> but I but I I realized very quickly that you and I are both yes teachers yes and um for those of you who don't know what that is um we are very much like if a new idea comes trickling down it's very much 
like yes let's try or let's yes let's have try. the conversation let's try to and find see, a solution like could we actually make this work like can we figure out how to help our kids using this strategy or this program mm-hmm. or whatever and that's what I loved about working with you because not everything works in fact a lot of things don't work but until you try it or until you have the conversation about it like we you just didn't know and um that's what I loved about you is just like the optimism and the yeah let's see it like or I know that you know other people aren't aren't ready for this yet but I want to try it and I think that that's when I was like oh we're the ELD needs to expand and I was thinking oh there's a few teachers on the campus who I thought, oh, it would be great. But I had worked with you and knew your mm-hmm. background. And I was like, ask me. <laughs> like, see if she'd even be willing. And I just kept saying yes. I didn't know what I was getting into. Right. Like, you want to try this? Let's do a podcast. Let's try this. Yes. As long as it's Bradley, yes. My answer is yes. <laughs> yes. So um, let's talk a little bit about what people can expect from this podcast. Expectations. So we definitely... Um, We are collaborating with each other and really trying to hone in on um, ELD students, especially LTELs. Um, If you don't know what that is, it's long-term English learners. So students who have been in the ELD program for more than six years. That's kind of what my dissertation study is on. And those are the students that Amber are going to have next year. So (laughs) (laughs) we are doing a series of digital learning, recording ourselves teaching to do kind of a flipped classroom. We're doing podcasts, um, everything that really hone in on the reading, writing, listening, and speaking, because those are the four domains for ELD. So our podcast is going to, originally, we just said, oh, you know, students need to practice like intentional listening, like listening to a story or listening to a conversation and then answering questions about it just by hearing it, right? Because that's on on the test that they have to take the LPAC, that is the format. They listen to, you know, one to three minute conversations and then they have to, you know, choose A, B, A, B, C, D Mm -hmm. questions. And so we were like, okay, so we we need to do that. We need to do the exact thing so that they can practice and they can have intentional listening skills. But they were like, well, if we're going to do that. We might as well just (laughs) chat with each other. (laughs) Right. And because I think that there's a lot of people who work with ELD students where it's kind of how we like we fell into it because there was a need we fell into it because there was a position that was open and we wanted to get into that was my experience mm-hmm. i thought i was going to be teaching language arts this position opened um at the middle school for eld and i was was told oh we we want you to apply for this and i was like great i'll apply right now and then as soon as i got off the phone i was like what Googling, is this? what is eld <laughs> right because i was like i don't i don't know <laughs> um and I think that the podcast fills that need of kind of like what we got at our districts or, our, well, even being an island of one, it's, I had a really strong like EL coach in my last district and I really leaned in on the conversations from like the middle school ELD teachers and the, the other high school ELD teacher and the resources and having those dialogues and conversations with them really helped. And there's some of those conversations where I wish I had recorded them so I could remember, wow, what did we talk about? Absolutely. (laughs) Well, and it's when you don't have anyone on your site, like you find the community, right? Because there's, you know, those teachers exist. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I started, I didn't know what I was doing, but I had the opportunity to watch other teachers and go to the meetings and like ask questions and like be vulnerable and be like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) 
<laughs> I need resources. Share with I me, please. So now we get to be that for other people, right? Like I always have teachers like asking, like, how can I better support these students? So we're gonna uh, be doing this podcast that kind of breaks down um, being ELD teachers, and ELD is English Language Development. We have to be careful with all the acronyms. Yes, ELLs English Language Learners, but for our podcast, that ELL is English Language Leaders. That is the makes on the ground. Oh, play, play on words <laughs> there. I love that. Um, so anyway, we'll our even episodes, our episodes two, four, six, will be the audio recordings that are going to be used for students. So the next one that you have, episode two, will be that um, audio that you can use in your classrooms with your kids if you are in fact teaching, not even ELD, any student would benefit from like intentional listening, um, especially middle school, high school, secondary. And our particular episodes are tailored to, like our first um, lesson was on uh, types of nouns, right? So helping our students understand um, things that we take for granted, right? As high school students, they are like, oh yeah, I know what a proper noun is. Well, I taught English, not all of them do, but be having that resource for them too. And so you can, I already told my niece and like other friends with younger kids, like, hey, you know what? You can listen to these in review. And so our um, intentional listening will have a more of a focus as they're attached to our lessons, but all those lessons support our, the LPAC testing and the ELD standards. So that's, I think that's one of the things that's nice about um, the structure that we're going to be using. Yeah, and it really helps the kids, you know, when they're going to be listening to the episode two and they're just listening for nouns, right? Mm-hmm. Then it, it's giving them the scaffold skill of like, okay, I'm going to listen for something that's going to be very intentional. And then as a, the year goes on and that gets longer and it gets harder and it gets more like okay you're gonna listen to an entire presentation or like a long conversation and you have to find information in that I think that um you know it's going to help them be able to focus because we're not all audio audio learners auditory auditory I'm here for you um so our episodes one three five our odd episodes will be us discuss discussing um different topics about being uh ELD teachers and kind of our journey through what we've done what works what, what works. doesn't what challenges us those like you said we're yes teachers so there will be plenty to pull from for those odd episodes. <laughs> Absolutely, and I, we're you're going to try to keep it positive because it can be yes. it can be a pit sometimes. I think in education because there's so many broken aspects in education, yes. and we'll touch on some of the things that we would change uh, if we could. But definitely trying to keep it uplifting and like okay, with the challenges we have, how are we going to work through this? Yeah, and I think you you kind of get that automatically that's because that's who we are as teachers too which is nice yes that's true <laughs> that's true so the next episode episode two will be our um, intentional listening for students and then we'll be back next time with episode three with us talking on our next topic thanks for joining the english language leaders i'm meeks i'm bradley until next time adios, adios.